Ariel Cross, the host of Reset, and I am officially back from vacation. Which is great, and also weird, because I'm recording this audio from the closet in my tiny apartment in Brooklyn, instead of our lovely studio in Manhattan. Because of the novel coronavirus pandemic, the folks at Vox Media have decided that it would be better for us to work from home for the time being. So, if things sound a little bit different, that's why. Now, given everything that's going on in the world, we're definitely going to keep covering the coronavirus pandemic on this podcast. But we're not going to lose sight of other important news stories as well. So, with that in mind, here's today's episode. So it's around 4.30 in the afternoon. I think I had to maybe work at 6 that day. This is Zachary McCoy. He's 30 years old. He lives in Gainesville, Florida, where he rides his bike a lot and works in a local restaurant. But in January of this year, something really random and unexpected happened to him. So I was, you know, just getting ready to get dressed and head out for work. And I pull my phone off the charger and, you know, I see the icon for the notification for this email that I have an email. And it was an email from Google. It said more or less these words, um, we have received legal process from the Gainesville Police Department um, compelling the release of information related to your account and then it just gave me a case number and then it basically said you have seven days to take counter legal action or your information will be turned over to law enforcement and that's all it said my immediate response was that I thought it, it was a scam I was like this can't be real and then it was and then I was just at a loss. I didn't know why the police wanted into my account. What happened to Zachary took almost two months and thousands of dollars to deal with. John Shupi, an investigative reporter for NBC News, broke the story. He panics a little bit. He also goes to his roommates, tells them what happened, and they suggest trying to go online to get some clues. And fortunately for them, Florida being a place where there are very liberal public information laws, you can just go on the Gainesville Police Department's website, type in a case number, and see what that case number refers to. And so that's what they do. They go on there and see a one-page document that refers to an investigation of a burglary that had happened in March of 2019, so nearly a year earlier. As they look through the very few details that are on this one-page investigation report, they see that the burglary happened a little less than a mile from where they all were. And then things started to become a little bit more clear for Zachary. data gathered from Zachary's phone to become suspect, and these data were hit over by Google. So, today on the show... How law enforcement is using a new type of investigative tool using the location data from people's phones. And what that means for folks like or for you and me. I'm Ariel Dermros. This is Reset. Okay, so Zachary McCoy is being investigated by the Gainesville police, and he still doesn't understand why. So what happens next is, you know, I talk to my parents about it and they're like, well, you know, we know you didn't do this and we don't want you to accidentally get caught up in something because you didn't have 
legal representation. They find a local lawyer in Gainesville. His name is Caleb Kenyon, and he has to do a little bit of digging and detective work himself to figure it out. This is John Shupi again, the reporter from NBC. So Kenyon starts asking around on listservs and asking colleagues. It takes him a bit, but he gets in touch with a lawyer who has heard of this before. And this lawyer tells him, hey, this is a geofence warrant. Caleb Kenyon and his client, Zachary McCoy, have no idea what a geofence warrant is. And this is what they learn. And this is uh, what the story is about, is a geofence warrant is a request by police to Google when they have no leads on a crime. And what it does is it asks Google to provide all the location data for any device that was near the crime scene around the time that the crime occurred. And then hopefully get leads from that information and zero in on a potential suspect. And so the police had gotten a list of all the devices and they saw that I had passed by three times in one hour. And so they assumed that I was the burglar chasing the house. And that's when they got the search warrant for my account. So why did Zachary pass by the house three times in such a short period on the day of the burglary? I ride the bike for exercise, uh, probably like around and I use Runkeeper to track the distance of my bike ride. Runkeeper is a fitness app, uh, and then I would enable the Google location services, which allows Runkeeper to use my GPS data. And then it will tell me how far I went, um, the duration of my activity. So they saw that I was three times there in the area, and so, yeah, they thought I was chasing the place. And I'm not a detective, but in my opinion, I kind of feel like that was some pretty shoddy detective work. I mean, what kind of detective doesn't realize that people ride bikes through a neighborhood? I mean, I understand them having to investigate this and everything, but they really, they, they rolled the dice on this one, and, and the burden was left completely on me. Uh, I told the attorney that, he's like, he's like, well, that's, that's not good, and it just looks really bad that you were there when it happened. So, he ends up filing the motion to quash, which was the counter legal measure that he needed to take for the search warrant that he had. And that sets off a fight in civil court in Alaska County over this warrant. This happens very quickly, and at first, the city of Gainesville, being represented by the local state attorney's office, puts up a fight and insists that this is a valid warrant and is needed to solve this crime. But once they start pressing for more information about what kind of information has been provided or requested by Google, the city and the state attorney's office drops it, drops the case. They just drop the case. What they do is they back off on the warrant. What the detective tells Taylor, Zachary's lawyer, is 
essentially, Caleb gets assurances from the detective that Zachary is essentially scot-free. So basically what you're telling me is the same data points that made him a suspect then exonerated him? Yeah, that's one of the ironic aspects of this story. That seems like a huge waste of time, to be perfectly honest. Well, in my opinion, it appears to me that they used the geofence warrant in an overly aggressive way without fully thinking through what they were going to get from it. So in the end, it was a waste of time, completely. Even though Google handed over the data that put him on the police's radar, Zachary says he doesn't blame the company. He also told me he might use Runkeeper to track his bike rides again. Obviously, you know, I was using that technology the way it was intended, and I was, you know, I agreed to let Google track my location so that I could know how long my bike rides were. I'm really kind of more upset at law enforcement just because I could totally understand them using this technology for certain crimes, but an old lady's engagement ring getting stolen, I think that it was really haphazard on their part, and I think that maybe there should be like a code of ethics in law enforcement as to when they're going to use this type of technology because it's a total invasion of privacy. 